social media, where do I even start? I don't know about you, but I have such a love-hate relationship with all the different social media platforms. They can be so time-consuming and can feel like a popularity contest at times, but they really are essential and instrumental in growing and building our businesses, no matter what niche we are in. And let's be honest, sometimes they're pretty fun. Social media is a vital part of any business and their marketing efforts, so it's really important to show up on them in the most strategic way possible. I'm sure all of us at times have wondered, how can I grow my social media following? What can I do on these platforms to help other people find my work? Are there strategies that those that have a ton of followers are using that I don't know about? And how can I create a greater community within my business? If you have wanted the answer to any of those questions and are someone who uses social media to grow your business, then this episode is for you. Welcome to the Fill Your Frame podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Golding. I was a young mama and full-time teacher when I first picked up my camera and started down the path of creating a highly successful and sought-after photography business. I managed to turn that side hustle into a full-time job that sustains a balanced life where I can give more to my five littles at home. After building this business for the last 10 years, I want to invite you into a space where you can take a peek behind the scenes of my camera-ready life. Join in weekly where I will open up discussions with other creative artists turned business pros as we share real life strategies, stories, and action steps for you to turn your passion into profits. Lean in because we're about to get the show started. Remember, you can subscribe to today's show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Audible. Hey there, welcome to episode nine of the Fill Your Frame podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Golding, and this is actually going to be a solo episode with me, and we are going to chat all about social media. Now, I know that social media can feel like another one of the things that you have to do on your long list of responsibilities of running your business, but it really is so important, maybe even more important than any other marketing efforts that we are going to do. But I think that if we do it in the right way, we can use social media to grow our photography business, and I promise it doesn't have to take over our lives. At the end of the day, social media, it really is all about connection. And if we can show up there intentionally, and that doesn't mean all day, every day, but if we can show up there consistently, we'll have opportunities to connect with our dream clients and our industry acquaintances. Now, social media is a space where we can share our most recent work, tell stories, we can humanize our brand and our network, and we can do it without it feeling like we're doing, you know, quote unquote, networking. Plus, as great as a photography website and a portfolio is, it's just not the most convenient space for us to post like up-to-date, most recent work or for people to find us, really. Social media, it's so much easier for people to find us and discover us and things like that with our business. So, you know, you can immediately upload recent work onto social channels and have a way, you know, a higher chance of someone finding you on there and some than they would stumbling onto your website after a Google search, right? So, you know, and then you also have the, the bonus of people sharing your profile with their friends and families as they post their Instagram images or Facebook images, whatever platform they may be on. So it really can just be such an important tool. But the question is always, how do we do it well? How do we balance it? How do we get it from taking over our life, but also showing up consistently for our business in a way that is beneficial and will help us grow? That's a question that I've asked myself for a long time because I sometimes find when I am doing well on social media and really posting consistently, I find that it is taking over my life and I am 
often neglecting other things that I should be doing or needing to do depending on, you know, what I have going on at that moment. So I just want to chat today about some of my top tips that I have for you about using social media to grow your photography business. Now, I do teach some of this in Art and Heart Photography Academy, which is my online course that is going to be launching again in January the 28th to be exact. It is that as our first masterclass and I'm so excited about it. I'm going to put the link to the waitlist for Art and Heart Photography Academy in the show notes for this episode. So if you are someone who is starting a photography business or are already established in your business and you really want to up level and start doing it better and creating art that you truly love and attracting the right kind of clients to you for your business, or you want to help it grow and explode on social media, all of those things, I am here to help you with Inside Art and Heart. So that being said, let's get into some of my tips for social media. You have to focus on your niche. You know, since you're giving just a snapshot of your life, when you're using it for your business and marketing, we want to be strategic with what it is that we're sharing. So if you're posting travel and sunsets and your family at breakfast and your dog and only a few images from shoots occasionally, it's just not the best representation of your brand and your ideal clients won't be able to clearly know what it is you do just from glancing at your page. So post images of the kind of work that you want to continue doing and booking. So if you started out by shooting senior portraits and family photos and the occasional wedding, but you'd like to transition into only weddings, then I recommend posting mostly wedding content, even if it's different shots from the same few wedding days. If your feed's demonstrating the the kind of work that you enjoy doing and that you want to book more of, that's the kind of client who's going to gravitate towards you, especially on Instagram. You know, I like to keep my feed posts more professional and, you know, I'll mostly post images of shoots with clients, but with stories and reels, that's where I can post more of the fun real life content. So for example, with my children, I very rarely, I'll often post a family photo or a, a good photo that I take with my camera but I don't just post everyday photos that I'm snapping on my phone all day, every day, right? So you just wanna be very intentional with what it is that you're posting because that is where your clients are going to find you. And if they go onto your page and it's really unclear what you do, what your niche is, what you like to photograph, what they can expect, they're just gonna move on to another profile. There's so many photographers out there. Like, why are they gonna stick around and try to figure it out, right? So understanding that it's so important for them to go on your page and say, Oh, this is Jillian Golding. Let me look at her page. Oh, I can tell she loves to photograph families. She does the occasional wedding mixed in here, but she really loves to photograph families. And I'm looking for a family photographer. So here you go. Right. Or if it's someone that comes on my profile and they're like, I'm looking for a cake smash session inside a studio, they're going to go on Jillian Golding Instagram and they're going to say, I don't see any of those types of sessions on here. She probably doesn't do that. And then they're going to move on to someone who they can find it within their profile that does do that. And that is great. I my the goal of my profile is to attract clients or repel clients. We go into this so much more in Art and Heart, but you want to be able to attract the right kind of people to you and then repel the ones that aren't a good fit for you. I don't want to have someone ask me to do a cake smash session. I don't do those. That's not my style. That's not what I love to do. That doesn't align with my art and my creativity that I want to express. So I'm grateful that they went and found somebody else who does do that, who can do an amazing job for them, right? So Always be thinking, you know, as you're posting certain things and what is it showing as far as your work and your brand and what it is that you are trying to put out in the world. And as a client or potential client looks at your Instagram feed or your Facebook page, are they going to see types of images that you are going to create for them potentially? And if yes, you are going to start attracting the right people. Okay, I hope that makes sense. So that's number one, focus on your niche and really try to be intentional about, you know, the types of things that you're posting. 
Don't get caught up in the numbers. That's number two. Now, I know it is so hard, you know, with likes and followers, they truly are a vanity metric. And, you know, they may matter to a certain extent, but they get you more cool points than business points, right? And cool points do not pay the bills, which is more important, you know, the numbers is your engagement, right? So you can have, you can go to someone's profile and have people who, you know, tons and tons of followers, but they have very little engagement. And are they really creating a community there? Are they really creating, you know, relationships and lasting relationships with clients or potential clients? Then, And most likely not. You can have someone who has a lot less followers, but their community is really engaged and it's rocking and they're sharing and they're doing this and you can have a much larger business. So really understanding that, you know, numbers is really not as important as people think. So you know, when someone comments or messages you, do you always respond genuinely and quickly? Do you reach out to other photographers you admire and comment on their posts? Like, this is a great move to do because you make a practice of it and their followers will begin to notice your name coming up regularly in comments and eventually they're going to venture over to your page as well. But I think even more than that, it's just the kind thing to do, right? We all know how we feel when people come and comment on our work. We love it. It makes us feel good. We appreciate it so much more. And, you know, So we have the opportunity to provide that feeling for other people and create that sense of community and build relationships with other photographers. And that to me is so, so important for me to do. So I'm always going on the app and, you know, commenting on others' work, encouraging them. And and not only people that are, you know, peers of mine, but maybe some that are just starting. You know, I can remember vividly when I was just starting how much I valued the opinion and comments of those that have established businesses that were ahead of me. It meant a lot to me and it kept me going and encouraged me. So, you know, being able to reach out and do that for people who are just maybe starting their business or in the beginning stages, it's so, so important to do. And I want to continue to encourage them so they don't give up, right? So don't get caught up in the numbers. The numbers don't pay the bills. The numbers are really not as important as you all think. I've met amazing photographers who have followers, you know, in the 200 to 800 range. Their work is amazing and just so, so beautiful. And they have a large clientele base. They have all of the things they need. They're making great money. So again, it doesn't really matter so much unless you're trying to get into the influencer game, you know, getting paid for branding and things like that, then it matters. Yes. But, you know, just as a business, not so important, right? So let's not focus on that. I cannot express this enough. Your social media numbers do not define your worth. I'm going to say that again. Your social media numbers do not define your worth as a person, as a woman, as as whatever gender you identify with, as a photographer. Your numbers do not define you. Absolutely not. So do not get caught up in them. Please, please, I, I beg you not to do that. Okay, now I'll get, get off my soapbox and move on to the next one. Pick strate- strategic platforms to show up on, right? So photography is a visual industry. So Twitter, you know, isn't necessarily going to be the best platform for us to share our work on regularly, right? Like it's it doesn't lend to images. It's, you know, it's just more for fun, right? If you were a writer or, you know, someone who is in that industry or that niche, yes, maybe. But for us as photographers, not our best platform, right? So the two best platforms that I feel like for photographers are Instagram and Pinterest, Now, any highly visual platform that prioritizes like static images are going to benefit our business. And if we show up there regularly, it's going to benefit our business. Now, YouTube and TikTok are definitely newer in the game as far as creeping up there. They are video platforms, but 
I think that there are, you know, a lot of photographers who have really gotten into the TikTok game and are doing great and have have gained a great following. And then they also bring those over to Reels and they are gaining a great following. I do have to say, I have not jumped on this train quite yet myself personally. I just feel, I and I know I shouldn't, but I just feel a little on the older side for that. Um, I feel like it's all the 20-year-olds, but I think I'm going to venture into that and I'm going to have you guys help hold me accountable. And I really want to do this because I do think it's going to be the train that is leaving the station and we can either hop on and join the train of the reels and the TikTok you know, situation or we'll be left at the station. So for me, I'm going to choose to jump onto the train. And sometimes we just have to jump on board and learn it and get out of our comfort zone and do it so that we can grow. I often say, you know, anything that you do that makes you feel uncomfortable, it's because you're growing. And that can be such a great thing. Put your face out there. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but get yourself out there. No one cares. We are our worst critics and we are just so hard on ourselves, but the reality is people love it. When I watch TikToks that are funny or I watch any TikToks, I'm not judging if the person's ready for the day. I'm not judging if their house is a mess in the background. I don't care less. I'm just there for the entertainment value. So I think, you know, that's something important for us to remember as well, that oftentimes we think, oh, I'll do it once I'm ready for the day. I'll do it once this, once that, but no, just do it. Just get out there, take action, push the fear and just do it. Okay. So a few of the other platforms, you know, people kind of sleep on Pinterest, I have to say. And Pinterest is one of the ones that I consistently am doing and blogging and sharing these podcast episodes and things. Pinterest is a, really a, a Google search engine. It's it's a way for your work to get found. People go on there for, you know, ideas about photography, for posing, for local photographers, tons and tons of things. So I think Pinterest is one that maybe a lot of us aren't doing enough I know I wasn't really doing it until about, you know, a year ago consistently. So really just try to maybe consider that and dive into that a little bit. It's really easy to just take any photos that you prepare for an Instagram post and pop them into Pinterest and start pinning and just putting in some keywords and things like that. So people that are searching in your area perhaps can find you. Okay. With anything that we do within social media, it's important for us to, you know, whatever platform we're doing, it's important for us to have a brand and to have a certain style with it, right? So you just wanna make sure that across all of the visual platforms and social media platforms, you are being consistent with your brand and with your style. So a lot of times people can see things or see certain colors or logos and style of photography and they can say, oh, I bet you that is so-and-so. And that's what you want. You know, you want them to be able to identify your stuff and have all of your brand cohesive throughout all of your social media platforms, through your website, through all of it, because that's what's gonna really help establish you as a brand, okay? So picking up, you know, strategic platforms to show up on, you know, if it feels overwhelming to do too many, focus on one and then branch out as you get master that a little more. Okay. But it's most ideal for you to do more than one at a time. And sometimes you can kind of cross the content and be able to post them on different platforms easily. Okay. So that was number three, pick strategic platforms to show up on. Number four, be real and put some thought into your captions. I want you to keep your images like, you know, the images are the focused, right? Focusing on that is the kind of work that we want to continue booking. So we want to be able to focus on the images. But that doesn't mean that we can't put our personality into the captions. So, you know, in fact, I think one of the biggest differences between photographers on social media with outstanding engagement and following versus like just so-so ones who you know, it's the ones who post the real and authentic and honest captions and stories that generally attract more and higher quality followers. 
So think about it. You know, we're all on social media, connect with one another. While I fully believe a beautiful image can make you feel something, it can be so much more impactful to share a meaningful story or a touching anecdote along with it, right? So whatever you do, try to avoid only posting undescriptive or boring captions every single time. Like, sure, I get it. Occasionally you need to just get up a post and you don't have time to write a big paragraph. Like, that's fine for sure. It's better to post that with a little caption than not do anything at all. But try to make that the exception, not the rule, right? So one of the things that I like to talk a lot about in Art and Heart is the aspect of sharing a story, okay? So when you are able to go into your captions and, you know, tell a story with them, it is going to be so much more impactful for them. Yeah, I know for me, like if I'm looking at images that someone posts and they have a story that goes along with it or just sharing a thought that's maybe a little more deep or something that is meaningful about them to help me get to know them as, you know, a potential photographer for me or just a person in general, it connects so much more with your audience. So just a few tips for you guys, you know, like as you're sharing stories and I'm encouraging you to do so with your social media posts, you know, how do you think to yourself, like, how do you want the audience to feel? Emotion's a great way to connect with your audience. So it's always worth focusing on like which feeling you want to create with them. So as they look at this image and read this, do you want them to feel inspired? Do you want them to feel happy? Do you want them to feel motivated or nostalgic? You know, what are the feelings that you're trying to evoke out of your viewer or, you know, your audience? within social media. And if you can kind of identify that, then you'll be able to create a caption or a story that goes along with it that is so much more meaningful for that. But just be on the lookout. You know, if you're posting an image that is, you know, the mom holding the newborn baby with her eyes closed and a really intimate moment, and then you're posting some a caption that is all about fun and being wild and this and that, right? Those are going to not match up, right? So, You know, you want to post something that's maybe a little more personal and intimate when you have an intimate or personal image that you're posting. So just make sure that the caption fits with the image and that they kind of go together as far as their, you know, mood and tone. Okay. And then also another tip for storytelling is like just thinking, you know, what is the objective of the story? You know, all story sharing has to have an objective, even if it's to develop a relationship or increase brand awareness or get them to sign up for an email list or purchase something from you or just know about you, right? Like the objective of the story needs to be very clear because otherwise they're going to be lost. Like we we need to have a point. We need to speak directly to them and and be able to help them understand the point that we're trying to convey, okay? And then just a couple other ideas are, you know, defining a problem, conflict, or issue and helping them solve it, right? You're talking about something that maybe they're struggling with, like, you know, how do you style your family for outfits and then we, for photos, and then you kind of go into, you know, a few tips for doing that or what to do if your kids aren't, don't love to get their photos taken and then you can kind of go into a few tips as to how you can, you know, how they can get their children to buy in to do a photo session with you, something like that. So, you know, solving a problem for them is going to be very beneficial too. I talk way more in this about, in, in going way more in depth in this in Art and Heart, but just kind of, you know, giving them a call to action, telling them to do something, share something, comment, or go, join your newsletter, whatever it is, you want to have a call to action in there as well, because that will help them connect with you even more. Okay. So that's number four, be real and put some thought into captions. Okay. I'm so excited to announce that Art and Heart Photography Academy will be launching again in January, the very end of January, actually, and I cannot wait to welcome another group of students in. But those of you that don't know, Art and Heart Photography Academy is my five-part self-guided online business course for novice and experienced photographers alike. It's complete with a step-by-step roadmap to help you identify your photography business, plan, create soul-centered and meaningful art, and build a sustainable brand, and attract and book dream clients consistently. So basically, if you want to share 
your art that's true to you, make connections and impact and build reliable income on your own terms, then I have the course for you and I am there to support you every step of the way through live weekly calls and a Facebook group and all the things to help you on your journey to having a thriving business. So if this interests you in any way, you can join the waitlist at jilliangolding.com backslash art and heart. And yeah, then you won't miss any of the important dates or information. And we have such an amazing group of students and alumni that are there. And we cannot wait to welcome you in to help you get your business thriving. Hope to see you in there. I wanted to include this one in here, and it's just going to be a quick go through, but find local professionals to trade with. You know, one of my biggest growth hacks is reaching out to like hair and makeup artists in my area to see if they want to trade. I offer to take photos of a client of theirs in exchange for them using my photos and tagging me in social media posts. You know, if you're a wedding photographer, making relationships with the vendors, with the florists, with the makeup people, all of that is so, so important because this will help spread the word about your services, your style, and your skill set really quickly. And you'll get to meet new people along the way. Not only that, that you're able to build relationships within a small business world that can be mutually beneficial as your business grows. Now, I have a great friend. Her name's Taryn Passifioni, and her and I, we went to high school together, and we've been friends for a long, long time, and she does makeup, and she always does my makeup, and we have a great working relationship where we can cross-promote each other. We can share each other's work all the time, and it just is so, so nice. Not only is she a friend personally, but just on a business level, we have such a great mutual respect for each other, and it's really helped enhance our friendship. And same thing goes with some florists and other photographers in the area. You know, just developing those relationships where you are able to share each other's work is just going to help gain audience for both of you. And it's going to be a win-win for everyone all around. So finding local professionals to do trades with, to connect with, and to, you know, just help promote each other. Community is such a big part of running a small business. And it's something that I think is so great for us to do and so important, even just for us as people to have that abundance mindset and that mindset of, you know, there's room at the table for everyone and let's help each other. You know, let's, this is a hard road owning a small business. It is not easy. So let's try to alleviate that stress from one another and share each other's things, right? And then, okay, number six, post consistently. Okay, this one, you guys, this is big. And one of my biggest personal hangups with social media, you know, a lot of times is all the rules about it, right? Like we hear post five times a week, never post in the morning, don't post past seven o'clock at night. You know, I'm just going to share some tips that have worked for me, but they're totally flexible to work with your own lifestyle and goals. But that's why instead of like, I'm going to say, you know, post a certain number a week or time of day. I just aim for consistency. That's all I can do. You know, I have five kids. I have a husband that's a fireman that's gone a lot. I have a business, an education piece. Now I have this podcast. Like I have a lot of moving parts. So for me, I can't put that limit on myself of I have to post, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 p.m. Like I just, it's hard for me to do that, right? I wish I was more structured and was better at planning than that. But I just do my best and that's all you can really do. But I will say posting consistently is a game changer. So consistency is going to look different for everyone. And that's going to depend on your bandwidth that you have in your life, your season of your life that you're in. You know, maybe one post a week is all you can do. Maybe it's three, maybe it's five, maybe it's seven, you know, whatever will work for you on a consistent basis, stick to that. And people will start to notice your rhythm and count on you to show up at that time, which is a good thing. Now, not only people will notice that, but the algorithm rewards that as well. So if you are posting consistently at the same time on the same day, this is just from the research that I've done, the algorithm will acknowledge that too, and it will 
show it to more people. It will bank on that consistency and you will get greater exposure from that. And I've heard that from several people that are social media coaches. If we are consistent in the time and days that we post, it's more likely that our stuff is going to get seen. Now, as far as posting consistently, I would say post to your feed as often as you can, right? But I would say for sure, show up in your stories every day. Show up in your stories every day and, you know, show your face. Guys, I this is a game changer. Now I know, trust me, I don't get ready every day. I don't look like dressed to the nines every day. I don't necessarily want to show my face on this app all the time because I just don't, right? But I've had to step out of my comfort zone and allow myself to be seen. And it's been game changing for my business. Now, am I worried about people judging me, this and that? Sure. And do I feel the need to use a filter all the time? Maybe, maybe I do, maybe I don't. It just depends how I feel. No, it's not necessary. I, I'm secure with myself and have high enough self-esteem to know that I can show up without a filter and be perfectly fine. But does it hurt anybody if I put a filter on, if it makes me feel better and I'm gonna actually do it? No, it's not hurting anyone, right? So do whatever you need to do to help yourself show up and show your face. That's all I'm saying. It's it's important to do, and there's a few reasons why, and I'll, I go into this in heart, but I'll just touch on it really quick. You showing your face will create a connection with the audience, right? So oftentimes, you know, you can read people's posts, you can read people's, you know, blogs, you can do this, but it's really hard to create that great substantial connection with them unless you know their face. Like, it's so important for them to be able to put a name to your face, not necessarily you know, in a perfectly posed picture that's on your feed, but in an authentic and real way where you're showing up in your stories and showing things, right? So I encourage you, do that. So important to create that connection with your audience. And then also the second thing that I'll just touch on quickly is it shows your authenticity. It shows that you're a real person. You know, don't just show the perfect stuff, show the messy stuff. Show things that are relatable to your clients, potential clients or other photographers that you connect with, like, or anybody for that matter, you know, find ways to connect with them and show your authenticity to the point where they can say, oh my gosh, me too. I struggle with that too. That is hard for me too. You know, I have a messy house too. Whatever it may be, you want to show yourself. Like don't put on a perfect facade and then hide behind the camera and not ever show yourself, okay? I don't want to encourage you to do that because that is going to only hinder your your growth and your the way that your business is run. So number six is post consistently. Number seven, utilize strategic hashtags. So, you know, I know we all hear hashtags. I know they're sort of like a tricky mystery and they're kind of an annoyance to be honest with you sometimes, right? But they're very, very important. There's a super simple trick to using them. So if you can create like a bank of hashtags to pull from for every post, you can keep it in your notes or on your phone for easy access. And then, you know, build your bank by pulling hashtags from posts that other creators in your niche use. So like bonus points if the creator is local to your area and you use local hashtags. Like the general rule rule for hashtags that I found are, you know, you can use up to 30 on a post. 10 specific ones are way better than 30 random vague ones, though I will say that. So try to like narrow it down to like 10 specific ones that you find maybe aren't too crazy popular where you're just gonna get lost in the mix, but they're kind of in that middle sweet spot where enough people view them that you can get some some of your work seen, but also, you know, that it's not just gonna be overwhelming. So 
you can't use the same set of hashtags on every post though because I've heard that Instagram will penalize you for that. So usually, you know, if you're able to kind of mix it up, change it up, have have a bank that you pull from, maybe from 30 really good ones, then you can just pull 10 at random and then switch it up for your different posts and mix it around, right? The ones that are under 100K, those usually perform the best. So if they have under 100,000 uses, then I think those will perform the best for you and help you to be seen. You want the hashtag to be aligned with the content of the image, right? So, you know, if it's a picture of a dog, you're not going to want to do hashtag duck, right? And so on. So, you know, if it's a picture of family photography, you're not going to want to say hashtag wedding, right? So just make sure that it's there in alignment because, you know, if you don't have them in alignment, what's going to happen is people are going to be looking for a wedding, for example, and then they might see your stuff and they're not going to go follow you for as a family photographer because they're looking for a wedding. So it doesn't do you any good. It only hinders you because then you could be using a hashtag that will help you get seen by your target audience. Okay. Those are my three tips for hashtags, at least, you know, you'll be able to grow your business using social media without being stressed, you know, and I think that if you use hashtags, it's really going to be a game changer for you in your business and helping others be able to find you. So just quick before we wrap up, I'll I'll review these in a second. But I think the other thing that I really want to focus on for social media, for me at least, is giving value, you know, giving other people value to the point where they can benefit from visiting your feed, whether that's for fun, for humor, they can come for personal insight or relate to you on motherhood, or they just love looking at your photos. Giving value and serving others is always going to be the best mindset to approach social media with. When I look at it like me, 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 all about me, how many likes can I get? How many comments can I get? That is the wrong mindset for me to have. I never do as well or enjoy the platform when that is the attitude that I'm going into it with. However, if I step back and I say, I'm going to go into this to serve others. I'm going to go into this to give value to them, to help other people, to brighten their day, to share tips with them, to you know show them the beauty of photography, to show them the beauty that they can have if they book a session with me and their families. You know, whatever it is that you you're able to give value for them, people will continue to come back because they will enjoy it. They'll connect with you. They'll have a buy-in with you. They'll get to know you. And that's how you create a community within your business. You don't create a community within your business by just posting random things that have no connection, right? So, you know, giving value is really important. Being authentic is important. You know, being consistent is important. Showing your face and giving them a reason to share your content is going to be key. If people have a reason to share it and help other people and they, you know, it means something to them, it resonated, they connected with it and they want to share with others, that's a huge use for you to be able to grow your business because as they share, other people are going to see it that maybe wouldn't have, right? And so I think for all of us, as we are, you know, trying to grow our businesses, we're trying to get out there on social media, which is ever changing. And that, you know, people say the algorithm's always changing and always changing. But here's the thing, we can't control that. We can't. All we can control is how we show up, how consistent we are, and we can control what we're posting and how we're connecting with other people. That's all we can do. So getting worried and mad at the algorithm isn't going to help us get clients. It's not going to help pay the bills or any of that, right? So just forget about that. And yes, learn skills and strategies to help, you know, better, which is why you're listening to this podcast, but don't focus on that. Just focus on serving and and the things that you can do that you have control over, right? So really quick, I'm just going to review. So seven ways to use social media to grow your business. Ready? If you're writing these down, I'm going to give them to you quicker. Number one, focusing on your niche. Number two, don't get caught up in the numbers. Number three, pick strategic platforms to show up on. Number four, be real and put some thought into captions. Number five, 
Find local professionals to trade with. Number six, post consistently, whatever that looks like for you. And number seven, utilize strategic hashtags. So I just want to say to you guys, you're doing amazing. You're doing great. If you are even showing up on these platforms in any capacity, you're doing awesome. And I'm so proud of you. Let's just get out there and continue going. You know, be your authentic, true self and go with the attitude of, serving others in the best way that you possibly can. And I promise when you approach social media with that kind of attitude, it's not going to feel so overwhelming. It's going to be amazing for you. And you're going to really find opportunities to connect with other people, to build a community, to grow your business, and to just be able to have fun with it. If you take nothing else away from this episode, what I want you to understand and know is your self-worth is not defined by your social media following. It is absolutely not nor is your worth as a photographer or a person, human being in general. It is not defined by those numbers. And I cannot emphasize enough that I want you all to understand that. Instagram could go away tomorrow, right? It could. It could go away tomorrow and it does not define who you are. So don't let it. Okay, have a great day. Thank you for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us today on the Fill Your Frame podcast with me, your host, Jillian Golding. Remember, you can always learn more about this podcast and what we talk about by visiting the description notes on whatever app you're listening to today or visiting fillyourframepodcast.com for more information. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Audible. And if you've enjoyed the show today, please leave a review. It helps more people like you find my podcast. And you can also find me on Instagram at fillyourframe underscore podcast and Jillian Golding. We'll chat next time. Bye-bye.